Very pleasant. Hello. Welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Glad to be along with you this morning. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. If you'd like to email me at any time, you certainly can at mark.hawkinson, that's H-A-W-K-I-N-S-O-N, at kfuo.org. Or you can call me at 314-996-1520. Program is graciously underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, Charters and Tours, traveling throughout North America with the highest safety ratings. Contact them at mid-americancoaches.net for your motor coach trip needs. Well, today, some thoughts about the parable of the sower from Mark chapter 4. Consider this thought. Eternal life is serious business. The message that Jesus died on the cross and rose again must be taken with the utmost seriousness. It's a life and death deal for you and me when it comes to the God-man of Calvary. Jesus once said, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. What a neat paradox. The scripture also has said, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who believes not shall be damned. Ooh, eternal life. Therefore, as you can see, namely the gospel could not possibly be more serious than it is. So in the gospel of Mark, the parable of the sower is recorded. And it came to pass in the sowing, one part fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Another part fell upon the rock soil where it had not much earth and immediately it sprang up on account of not having depth of earth. And when the sun was risen, it was scorched. And on account of not having root, it was dried up. In another part fell into the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it did not give fruit. So here's a patch to be seeded. It, it's not an extensive area, and it's unfenced. So the sower sows, and some seed falls along the path, and guess what? Here come the birds. They eat it up. And according to R.C.H. Lenski, much of Palestine is rocky elevation so that any tilled space can easily contain spots where the underlying rock comes close to the surface. The seed indeed sprouts quickly simply because the warmth of the underlying rock comes through the film of soil. But the hot sun burns the young growth and withers it before it has sufficient root. Then there are other spots in the patch that are infested with thorns. Their roots escape the plow and soon shoot up new growth, amid which the grain is soon choked because it's unable to maintain itself. Verse 8 of Mark 4 states, And other parts fell into excellent earth and went on to yield fruit, going up and increasing to bring 30 and up to 60 and up to 100. And he went on to say, He who has ears to hear... Let him be hearing. Let him be believing, in other words. And the parable closes with a call to the hearers for just that purpose. The implication is simply that this narrative uh, is all about the fate of the seed, and there is a hidden meaning, and that if one applies his ears aright, he will find that meaning. Whereas if one has no ears, if his ears refuse to function aright, he will only be mystified. Your ears and mine today are in the on position by faith in Jesus Christ. And the Lord gives you that faith through his word. And that is why you this morning will be able to understand this parable. Verses 11 and 12 are very sobering. And this is what the text says. And he went on to say to them, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. 
But to those outside, all things come in parables, in order that looking, they may be looking and not see, and hearing, they may be hearing and not understand. Okay, so what indeed is this mystery, anyway? Well, it is the sum total of all the realities involved concerning God's divine rule of grace here on this earth, how he takes care of you and his church, and then also of glory, what you have to look forward to in heaven. Now, this is a mystery to the world, because by their own nature and ability, people are wholly unable to discover or to know any part of it. If a person is to be enlightened in regard to this mystery, it must be done by means of a divine gift, which means simply divine revelation through the Word plus faith. Yes, divine revelation through the Word plus faith, which receives that revelation. Jesus tells the disciples, both the twelve and others, that to them the mystery has been given and applies it has not been given to those outside, namely the unbelieving Pharisees and the multitude. So what's the difference between the disciples and those outside? The scriptures answer that question. First off, no unwillingness on the part of God to bestow the gift, but only the unwillingness of so many to receive God's gift of grace and mercy in Jesus Christ. So please understand God's original purpose, which is that we should really see and really understand, and that by this means we should be converted and obtain the remission of our sins and everlasting life. But when all his grace turns out to be in vain, his judicial purpose then is to block actual seeing and understanding, lest conversion and remission of sins be the result. So, the interpretation of this parable will be coming up. You're listening to Moments of Assurance right here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. The parable of the sower asks you the question, what kind of soil am I? As we go through this parable, maybe you can answer that question. What kind of soil am I? If you'd like to communicate with me, you can contact me at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. I'll be back after these. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri for a journey to Mark Twain country, or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege. 636-432-7860. Well, a very pleasant welcome back to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. And here is the interpretation of the parable of the sower as taught by Jesus himself in Mark chapter 4. The sower sows the word. Now, these are they along the path where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word that has been sown into them. So very simply, the seed is the word of God. It is sown by the preaching and teaching of the sower, namely Jesus. And that would include today all preachers and teachers of the word. 
The purpose of the sowing is to get the word into people's hearts. Notice the text says, when they hear it, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word. Before they hear it, Satan is at ease. He doesn't have to worry. Ah, but once a person has heard the word, he goes into action. And this is what happens. Satan, moved by his inordinate wickedness and opposition to God, snatches the sown word away from these people. So ask yourself today, are you this kind of soil, the soil along the path that's so easily snatched up? Take the birds in this text. They represent Satan and his different ways of snatching the word. At one time, he tells a person that the word which disturbs his conscience is a mere exaggeration. Sin is not so deadly. God can't have wrath. At another time, the devil tells that same person that the word is so uncertain that there's no uncontested fact in it. And so the devious temptations are there to get the person to get away from the word that they might be damned instead of saved. Prayerfully, you are not this kind of soil today. And what about the next group? The scripture says, and these likewise are they that are being sown on the rock soil, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they're delighted. This is what they've been waiting for. They sing the praises of the word. But the seed on the rock soil springs up more quickly than that of the good soil. Indeed, there's something wrong from the start. They do not have root in themselves, meaning depth of ground on which the root can form. They get the seed or word, but no root by which the word could remain and bear fruit. Hence, they're temporary believers for a short time only. But then tribulation and affliction comes, and the trouble begins for all who lack good, healthy roots in the soil of their hearts. The text says they're scandalized offended by what is happening to them in their tribulation. They don't recognize the purpose of the afflictions in the first place, namely to bring them closer and closer to the Lord, so he is first place. So instead of turning toward the Lord for help, they turn away from him. How about you today? Are you turning toward or away from the Lord? Are you on rocky soil even right now, just occasionally getting out of your Bible and paging through it, just once in a while entering a church sanctuary, a little prayer here and a little prayer there? Watch out. You're on rocky soil and in danger. The next category of hearers comes in verse 18, and others are sown into the thorns. So basically what happens here is that the seed is received into hearts in which the sprouting runners of thorny growths are hidden. These always shoot up thick, they shoot up strong, far faster and higher than the grass-like wheat or barley, thus smothering the good grain. Yes, this category of hearers is choked and smothered from the word by this world and everything in it, riches and honor and glory and fame. All these things are more important and are regarded first before the word. And so the word does not produce fruit. Its spiritual oxygen is tied off by all the other things that life down here on this earth has to offer. How about you? Are you being choked off by this world? More money? Increasing popularity? Houses, automobiles, your next meal, I don't know, computers, vacations, friends, parties, alcohol, you name it. You can get so saturated with what this world shows itself to be that you're smothered. And then you have a relationship with God that is barely breathing. Don't allow that to happen. Ah, now, but those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and believe it and bear fruit. 
30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. The inability of the various soils previously to produce for the Lord still happens today. 2,000 years has not altered man's basic nature. Fortunately, though, by God's grace and mercy, there are still those who receive the word in good faith and produce richly in varying amounts, not for merit. Jesus says the total merit, but because they get to inherit heaven. The Holy Spirit works through the word and produces the good soil for you and for me. He is returning, could be even today. May he find you and me busily engaged in producing 30, 60, and even 100-fold for him who has already produced himself which is far more than 100-fold for you and me by dying on that blessed Calvary tree. St. Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Jesus said, remain in me, I will remain in you. That's the key. Stay in the word. Don't ever get out of it. And when the worldly cares and riches try to choke off that word in you and weed you out, you will discover that such an attempt will prove unsuccessful. Yes, totally unsuccessful because the word has already been planted in you deeply. Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Will you truly hear today? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.